This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Curious Plot, a full-service marketing, communications, and consulting agency driven to find what's next for food and agriculture clients. Learn more online at curiousplot.agency. Good Thursday afternoon, I'm Hannah Pagel. Brazilian farmers are reaching the end of the country's second corn crop harvest, and yields for many producers are lower this year due to extreme heat and infestations of leafhoppers. Michael Cordonier is an agronomist with Soybean and Corn Advisor. He says the new leafhopper infestation might change how South American farmers plan their planting cycles. Each year is getting worse, and this year got a lot worse, and it's going to influence the way they do softening your corn. For example, in Paraná, I think they're going to cut back on first crop of corn, shift it to the safrinha, then plant more soybeans early because they say that little moth migrates from more mature corn to less mature. So the longer you get corn out there, the more chances it has to multiply and produce more little moths. Also in Mato Grosso, they don't plant much first crop of corn. They plant a little. But they're telling farmers in Mato Grosso, don't plant any first crop of corn. They put it all in the Safinha. Cordonier says if Brazil eliminates its first crop corn, that could lead to big changes, especially for livestock producers that rely on the first crop corn to feed their animals. Now, a lot of that first crop of corn is produced by small landowners in southern Brazil. Now, the less they produce the first crop, the more the livestock guys worry because all that first crop of corn goes to livestock producers in southern Brazil. So if you produce less first crop, then they got to store more corn and buy more corn, either from central Brazil or more from Argentina or Paraguay. So as a concern for the livestock guys in southern Brazil. Consumers will be faced with more protein options in the future. Amy Mayer has the latest. The Biden administration is counting on agriculture to help meet its climate goals, yet many questions remain. Farmers can document new practices such as cover crops or reduced tillage and keep track of their fuel and other inputs. But Continuum Ag's Mitchell Hora says there's not a reliable way to calculate carbon footprint. I'm definitely within the top couple deepest into the space of any farmer in the country. And I have no idea what my farm's carbon footprint is. That's a problem. He's hoping some of the new funding for climate smart agriculture will help. USDA has pledged $1 billion in its Partnership for Climate Smart Commodities. Hora is confident the changes farmers make will benefit them and the planet, but he knows the message to business owners has to address bottom line, too. These are offensive management tools that are going to help you to address these environmental outcomes, but are directly going to help you to improve your annual profitability as well. Researchers in California have quantified some of those impacts. Amelie Gauden of UC Davis says amid the current drought, fields with histories of soil health practices are in better shape. 22 years of soil health building practices, cover crops and reduced tillage, even in semi-arid landscape, lead to greater soil carbon in structure, increased infiltration rate by sevenfold, um, water storage and availability by 20%. Gauden and Hora spoke during a climate conversation about agriculture hosted by the National Academies of Science. Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. A new study found Organic Valley's national dairy farms produced 24% lower greenhouse gas emissions compared to conventional dairy farms. The study was funded by the Crop Cooperative at Organic Valley and conducted by a research team led by a University of Wisconsin-Madison associate scientist. Nicole Rakabish is Organic Valley's Director of Sustainability. Speaking on a webinar today, she says the study analyzed the impact of organic production practices on carbon emissions. 
this study um, did help provide additional documentation to to demonstrate that how we how we farm how and particularly how we dairy farm and how we manage those animals can have a profound impact on what we're doing in terms of developing climate smart systems and how we're using agriculture as a climate mitigation tool instead of a contributor to um, the climate issues that we face as a global society. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by Curious Plots, a full-service marketing, communications, and consulting agency driven to find what's next for food and agriculture clients. Learn more at curiousplot.agency. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Peckle.